there. Welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this is an important day because it is our little Poochie Layers gotcha day. Yes, it is. It is. One year ago today, we got our little Poochie from a local rescue here on Long Island. Adopt, don't shop. We are celebrating today by me showing Scott a movie that is all about the poochies. Well, the poochies and the cat. Yes, there's a cat in it, but mostly the poochies. We watched Homeward Bound, colon, The Incredible Journey. Yes, released in 1993. The thing is, watching it, I feel like I did see this as a kid, but I had zero recollection. Mm -hmm. You had like a vague remembrance of dogs and cat traveling the land. Yeah, but (laughs) had no memory of it. It was probably on at some point. Like my mother would probably sat me down. Hey, here's Homeward Bound. Yes. Well, as a kid, I I watched this quite a bit because it is a Disney movie and I am a bit of a Disney nerd or Diz nerd as the kids call it. As the kids call it. Can can you make any statement that makes you sound any older? Shut up, Scott. Anyway, I haven't seen this movie in quite a while. I remember it being very wholesome and very cute. And uh, it, it did not disappoint in that area. It's very wholesome and very cute. The culture shock of watching this after watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space last week is kind of jarring, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. This is just so wholesome. Like, it's the saccharine sweetness of it almost killed me. It was like a shock to the system after Killer Clowns. <laughs> yeah, Killer Clowns. No one prepares you for the Killer Clowns. That's true. From Outer Space. From Outer Space, indeed. Uh, this movie was directed by Dwayne Dunham who has directed several DCOMs over the years, including Double Teamed and Halloween Town, which, wink, wink, get ready for Halloween Town, kids, because Halloween is a coming. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird October, everybody. Yeah, it is. So get ready for that. But um, right now, we are talking about this wholesome family movie about a couple of doggies and a cute little neurotic kitty traveling the world together so (laughs) the screenplay was written by a miss caroline thompson who was a writer on such films as edward scissorhands the adams family nightmare before christmas and then we have a miss linda wolverton as well and she was a writer on several disney projects including the maleficent movies and the good old-fashioned Lion King. Not that shitty remake. We don't like to talk about her. But the true blue Lion King. Ah, I see. So, uh, Kimba the White Lion. Shut up, Scott. So anyway, <laughs> we don't talk about him either. This film was based on a novel from the 60s written by Sheila Burnford. And there was a another Disney movie in 1963 based on that novel. But in that movie, the animals didn't talk. 
it was just a farmer guy and the three animals and they were just traveling along and not talking at all so it wasn't really as exciting as this movie it may be exciting is the wrong word (laughs) But I've seen both movies, and this one, the 90s one, is definitely better, in my opinion. Well, the animals don't talk. They talk, Scott. The bulldog is voiced by Michael J. Fox. They fucking talk, okay? They don't... It's not like an animated feature. Like, their mouths don't move. No, it's very much like today we have the dog's purpose movies, where the dog itself isn't actually talking... It's just a dog doing dog things, and then Josh Gad's voice over it. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah, it's very interesting, because Michael J. Fox plays the bulldog. I kept thinking, like, Michael J. Fox is sitting in a booth right now, going, Boom, 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 boom! Turkey, 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 turkey! <laughs> it's like a fucking bacon strip commercial. Bacon! Get that bacon! Smoky bacon, meaty bacon, tasty bacon! Yeah, it's definitely a wholesome family kind of movie. As an adult, you're not really going to get a whole lot out of it. Yeah, I mean, watching this as an adult, it's not like other Disney movies where, like, the kids can enjoy it and the adults will enjoy it too because they slip in some, you know, higher brow jokes that'll go over the kid's head, but the adults will love it. It's not really that kind of situation here you know what you see is what you get basically in this movie yeah but it was a nice little shot of nostalgia for me and plus we got to you know look at some cute poochies and that was always a good time how did you feel watching this classic 90s cheese-tastic ooey gooey family film It, it was cute it's a cute movie like again if you have kids you sit down you watch this with your kids your kids like the dogs, and you're like, oh, Michael J. Fox is here. Okay. I guess Back to the Future 3 was a little while ago, so, you know. Well, it was in 90, so oh. this is 93. So it was after Back to the Future it was said and done. Yeah, you know, there's no more Teen Wolf money, you know. Teen Wolf did not make money. <laughs> he made enough money to have a sequel. Psh, okay. But yeah, I wanted to show Scott this movie, and I thought, what better time to do that than in celebration of Leia's Gotcha Day? Unfortunately, Leia was sleeping while we actually watched this movie, so she didn't get to enjoy it with us. Although, it probably would have added an extra layer of entertainment because she probably would have been barking at the dogs and cat the whole time. Well, recently, like our Instagrams have been like showing like reels of dogs, so I'll randomly have a video pop up on our Instagram, and the dog will bark, and Leia will go, and yeah. like, what? What's going on? <laughs> Do you think that Leia could have made the incredible journey? No. You have no faith in our baby. I love our baby. Our baby is distracted by a leaf blowing in the wind. (laughs) That's like all normal dogs, okay? I think she could still make it just on sheer grit and force of will. So, like I said, this movie is uh, pretty easy to understand. I'm going to go through the plot with y'all, and we're going to go through every single solitary cheese-tastic thing so you can just sit back and relax and cuddle with your little pooch or kitty cat and just in, enjoy enjoy the time. Yeah, listen to us riff about Homeward oh, Bound. The Incredible Journey. <laughs> so we open with our narrator, Chance the Bulldog, and he is voiced by Michael J. Fox. Yes, not Chance the Rapper, Chance the Chance, Bulldog. Chance the Bulldog. <laughs> 
and he grew up a street dog, and he don't very much trust the peoples. No, it, it was very rough on the streets. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. <laughs> So when he is taken in by this family, uh, which we're going to get to the family in a second, he is a, a little distrusting. He's very much a kind of pooch that is like, I don't need nobody. I can just live on the streets and be a streetwise pup. I don't need no motherfuckers yeah. telling me what to do. Why should he worry? Why should he care? He may not have a dime. No. But he's, but got, he's got street savoir-faire. Oh, God. Okay. Well, at least we can put a Billy Joel song in there. That'll liven things up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) So we also meet our other two aminals in this family. We meet Sassy, who is a Himalayan cat, and she is voiced by Sally Field. And this was right at a real sweet spot in her career. This was right before she did Mrs. Doubtfire and Forrest Gump. So this was like in the perfect little pocket of her career. Yeah, but uh, I bet you those other two movies are remembered a lot more <laughs> than well, yes, Homeward's Bound. Of course they are, dear. And we also have Shadow, who is our wise old doggy. Uh, he is a golden retriever, voiced by Don Amici. And this was, I believe, one of, if not his very last role, he actually unfortunately passed 10 months after the film's release in the sequel he had to be replaced by another actor ralph Waite, who actually played the father on the waltons supposedly so we're getting the wise old man vibe yes 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 the golden retriever is the wise old retriever don amici though he uh he has a very distinct voice and i recognized it right away while I was watching the movie and I looked it up and he's been in other things. He was the the villain character in Trading Places and he had a cameo in Coming to America as the same character. Yes. But like that's not what I recognized him from and I was trying so hard to figure it out and y'all are going to think I have problems and you're absolutely correct um, because <laughs> I remember this guy from one episode of the Golden Girls where I believe he played a monk or a priest or something of the sort and he if I'm not mistaken he was trying to get in Betty White's panties if I'm wrong I'll give myself a buzzer here <coughs> we're all gonna have a party tonight because Frankie has problems <laughs> We're going to give her a last hurrah before we put her in the wacky shack. Do you know what I kept thinking, though, every time I heard Shadow talk? This should have been Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another obvious, wise, old, southern man kind of character, too. He would have given it a different flavor, I think. But um, now we get to meet the human peoples for the family. Yes. The mother and the stepfather are getting married. Uh, We meet Laura and Bob. Bob, who's played by Robert Hayes, who, if you don't know who that is by the name, he's the lead in Airplane. Ah! Did you catch that? Or no, not at all. Oh, I thought you would have recognized him. No, because anytime I think of Airplane or Naked Gun, I think of one man. Leslie Nielsen, that's fair. <laughs> They're getting married, and Bob is inheriting Laura's three kids, and each of the kids have one of the animals as like their Aminal. The oldest kid is named Peter, and he's played by Benjamin Thaw. 
Fun fact, as of now, he has graduated from being a child star to being a trailer editor. He has worked on some pretty sick trailers, including Tron Legacy, Watchmen, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Sweeney Todd, and many, 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 many much more. Good for him. Hey, just keep working, man. Whatever you got to do, just keep making the money. And uh, his aminal is our wise old dog, Shadow. And their relationship was the best between human and Poochie. We'll talk about it when we get there. But, like, there were a couple of times I was getting a little a little choked up as a dog mommy. I, you know, I'm very close to my Poochie. And I got a little sad at points. Okay, don't judge me. What, are you going to cry now? Come on, cry, baby. Cry for me. Come on. Cry. <laughs> but uh, then we have the middle child, Hope. And she owns the cat sassy who just so we're clear her name is very fitting because she is a sassy bitch yes <laughs> throughout this whole movie she's got sass and attitude yes to the point where it's all like kind of annoying after a while <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> we love a sassy queen and then we have the youngest kid jamie and he is chance's owner and fun fact this whole family unit does come back for the sequel to this movie which is i believe if i remember correctly it's basically just this movie but the location is different like there's there's not yeah. really a expansion or continuation or growth of these characters yeah. at all i'm pretty sure the second movie's just set in san francisco yeah, it's literally down- homeward bound to lost in san francisco <laughs> I, I it's it's literally homeward bound to we're right down the street from the full house house everywhere you look so now that we've met pretty much all of our our main players here we get the idea of what this story is going to be it's going to be about these aminals going on some some kind of incredible journey and chance like i said is very fuck the police fuck society i'm gonna eat everything and I'm going to eat everything because he eats the wedding cake and it's just so cute. Hijinks, hijinks, hijinks. And Shadow is like, you stupid dog. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be a dog. <laughs> Goddamn puppies. And then Sassy is just Sassy Bitch. Yes. Who <laughs> who constantly is like, cats rule and dogs drool. Because <laughs> this is a kid's movie and that's how kids talk. We learn that the family has to temporarily relocate to San Francisco because the stepdad, Bob, he has to relocate there for a job. And the kids aren't happy about it. They have to leave their pets at a ranch belonging to Laura's friend, Kate. Yeah, because Bob is supposed to be a teacher at a college in San Francisco. And you're like, why is this a thing? Like, you clearly got Chance not long ago. You knew this was coming. We have horrible planning by this family. And also, you can't have two dogs and a cat in your house? Shadow's basically an old dog. Yeah, he's not, like, running around like crazy. The really only issue would be Chance. Because Sassy is just a little cat. And Shadow is just doing his own thing, being calm and docile as fuck, because he's old. So, like, really, Chance is the main problem, which is, like, the theme of this whole goddamn movie anyway. So, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, they really didn't think any of this through. And they should, because they have three animals and three children. I don't know. 
And they made like a point about saying like, oh, this is just a temporary move to San Francisco. Even though in the next movie, they are literally living in San Francisco. It doesn't make sense. The whole idea doesn't make a lick of sense. But that's the thing. I mean, with kids movies, you got to forgive stuff like that because like, obviously they're not about realism necessarily, at least not completely because it's a fucking kids movie and kids aren't going to be like, well, you know, I don't think that they would just leave the dog at the ranch. Why can't they bring the dog to the apartment? Uh, The kids don't give a fuck about that. They're just like, ah, cute puppy cute kitty oh no they're leaving the puppy oh no yeah they go to the ranch and the kids are sad and this is where i got kind of sad is this a metaphor for death no why would you say that they took the dogs to the farm oh my god yeah but they don't die but then they make the journey the incredible journey oh my god scott if you're if you're about to say that this whole movie is like (laughs) (laughs) a metaphor for your pets dying i'm going to kill myself i really i'm just you're gonna ruin a really wholesome cutesy fucking kids movie for me and it's gonna be really traumatizing i was already traumatized watching this movie okay so here's why i was traumatized watching this movie recently um i had to go on a, a bit of a trip and I had to leave my dog behind and I was gone for a while and I had some real separation anxiety and I knew she did too and I felt really bad. I felt like a bad dog mommy and I had to say goodbye to her and I was really very, very sad. So when Peter, who obviously has the strongest connection with his doggy Shadow, when they said goodbye and Shadow was like, where are you going, Peter? What, what what are you doing? Why are you just getting in the car? I was like dying inside. I was like, oh my God, no. And then the kids are in the car and they're like half crying like, because you're sad. And then Chance, who like was kind of starting to bond with Jamie, they were playing fetch or whatever at the ranch and then Jamie left and Chance is like, well, fuck you guys, whatever. I don't need you anyway. And I was like, this is sad. I don't like this. I'll chase the chickens around and get chased by a turkey. Oh my god, yeah, I mean, this is a kid's movie, so there has to be hijinks. Also, okay, this fucking lady that owns the ranch is also terrible at her fucking job, too, because she has a whole chicken coop, and she has two dogs now in in her care, one of whom is an old fucking dog who just chills and does his own thing and who's clearly very depressed even the lady says that but then you have chance who's like a ball of energy so you think you know what let me just make sure that the chickens are secure and nice and safe in their little pen far far away from the crazy dog that likes to eat chicken not only that the dogs clearly get out that's what starts the incredible journey. Well, yes, exactly. So she's supposed to watch these dogs, but she has a, tr- a business trip planned. The lady Kate, right, who, by the way, is played by Jean Smart. She's a pretty well-known character actress. If you see her, you'll recognize her. She's just one of those actresses that's been in a lot of stuff. Most recently, she played the Depression Kitty on Big Mouth. Ah, yes. Have you ever laid on your side, facing away from the television, listening to a friend's marathon? It's raining outside, and you're wearing double socks. Yeah, let's do that. She is tasked with taking care of these animals, which is all well and good. She lives on a ranch, fine and dandy, but then she has to go on this fucking business trip or whatever. 
So she's like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to have my neighbor come by and just check on them. It's all fine. But she leaves him a note. (laughs) It's like a two page long note. But somehow mysteriously, because hijinks must ensue, one of the pages of the note gets blown away in the wind which okay tack it down to something you dumb bitch well not only (laughs) one of the pages the notes gets lost so the fucking neighbor thinks that she took the animals with her so when the animals are gone this neighbor is just unaffected and doesn't care so that way the dogs and the kitty cat can get further and further into the woods it's a fucking mess well not only that she leaves the dogs and the kitty outside yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like we walk with Flaya outside, and she tries to dig under a fence. Of course, the dogs are gonna try and get out. Yeah, it's ugh, God, I hate it. Okay, anyway, back to where we were at originally. Peter says a very heartfelt goodbye to Shadow, and Shadow, this dog is like. Mwah, chef's kiss as far as emoting <laughs> because you can even see it in the dog's eyes how sad he is and like i'm sure i mean i don't know i'm not a dog trainer but i doubt that the fucking trainer was like now dog be sad no that's from the soul <laughs> there's just sadness in that dog's soul which i mean as a show dog i'm sure that that's a real fucking thing what, he, what probably happened is that the the uh trainer's like Here's a treat. And then he slowly started walking Aww, away with the treat. This makes me sad. I don't like this. Okay. But there was one line that just made me really like the pinnacle of sadness. Peter hugs Shadow and poor little Shadow goes, I know. I know you're sad. I wish I knew why. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't take it. Uh. <laughs> it just, it made me very sad. Okay. This may have been the wrong movie to watch. I mean, it gets happy at the end. Right now, there's some <laughs> sadness, but it'll be happy at the end. <laughs> so the animals are left at the ranch. A week later, they have this scene where Peter tries to talk to Shadow on the phone. And it's like the funniest thing. Because the lady, the ranch lady, Kate, she gives Shadow the phone. Like, holds it up to his ear. And Peter's talking in it. And Shadow is just like... I don't understand these people with these fucking phones. And you see him like slowly backing away from the phone. And I'm like, oh, It's very funny. Very cute. I don't understand this thing. <laughs> I don't understand this thing. I never understand what anyone is saying. But yeah, like we said, Kate leaves to go on a cattle drive or something. Because, you know, she's a rancher. And that's what ranchers do, I suppose. And when the when Kate leaves, the animals get really distressed. They're like, oh my gosh, now she's abandoning us. What do we do? And Shadow decides, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to find Peter, my damn self. Sassy and Chance reluctantly decide to join him. And thus begins the incredible journey of Homeward Bound. <laughs> Homeward Bound. Colin, the incredible journey. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, Michael J. Fox is like, it's very funny because I it just kept ma- imagining like Marty McFly. Yeah, because his voice is so distinct too. So you can't help but picture Michael J. Fox in like a booth. Just in there, just having to be like, <laughs> ah, Birdzilla! <laughs> oh, yes. Well, in the, in the scene where, the, where he attacks the chicken coop, he gets his comeuppance or whatever when a turkey comes and uh attacks him or whatever and chases him out 
in the IMDb for this movie, that turkey is referred to as Birdzilla. We, we went from Clownzilla to Birdzilla. Oh, jeez. Birdemic? That was a, a couple of movies ago, but yes. Just hanging out? Hanging out with the family. Having ourselves a party. Um, Would uh, you rather watch this or Birdemic? Please say this. That would make me sad. Uh, yeah, I probably would rather watch this, but like, it, it depends. If we're getting drunk. Yeah, okay. If we're getting drunk, then let's watch Brazilla and do like a drinking game. But if we're just like hanging out, hanging yeah. out with the family, having ourselves a party, I'd rather watch Homeward Bound. Well, yeah. Especially with Leia. Oh, yes. Yeah, because no. Okay, let's. This is a better question. Would you rather watch Homeward Bound with Leia or Birdzilla? Birdzilla. Birdemic with Leia. Oh, Homeward Bound with Leia. Because at least Leia might actually enjoy seeing the other pups or whatever. Yes. Leia would not enjoy all that bird screeching. No, Leia. (laughs) Leia is very easily distractible by pups hell when we did uh the burbs there was the random dog queenie that would bark and like it was like hmm, hmm, what? what's oh, going yeah. on so you keep like looking at the like Marp. so our trio supreme that's right this is the real trio supreme not the trio from killer clowns and certainly not harry potter no 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 no, no not even star wars none of them no fuck all of them <laughs> this is the real trio supreme chance shadow and sassy Listeners can't see it, <laughs> but every time Frankie says sassy, she does like a little finger wag in like the uh, head. head tilt, yeah, because, you know, you can't, you can't say sassy without yourself being sassy. That's just a rule, Scott. Oh, is it? I didn't know that was a rule. Well, now you know, because it's Mike's super short show. There's another Disney joke. That's a deep cut for any of you fucking millennials out there. <laughs> Remember Mike's super short show? Oh my. Anywho... <laughs> Scott, do you remember Mike's super short show? Um, yeah, I, I remember Mike's super short show. Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring but to. But I don't like remember anything about Mike's super short show. Let's cut all that out. Why did I feel like it was the same kid from Pete and Pete? A Danny Temporelli? I don't know. Why, yeah. For what? For Mike's super short show? Yeah. No. What are you thinking of? I don't know. They were both redheads and the Mike Super Short Show kid was blonde. I don't remember. I just remember the fucking Mike Super Short Show. That's well, all I Why remember. would you just assume that it's Danny Temporelli? I don't know. I an image of being a redhead. I don't know. I just like saying Danny Temporelli. That's a fun name to say. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get back to the movie. Okay. This is, like we said, this is a very simple movie. There's not really a lot to like unpack here. It's just like, oh, cute puppy does this. Oh, cute puppy does that. Although it does kind of open a can of worms about, because I know with A Dog's Purpose, there was all that chatter and talk about like how the dogs were treated on set and stuff. I, I looked it up. I didn't see anything nefarious about how these animals were well, treated. Well, if you look back at like certain things where they actually like killed animals on set, like I think, what was it? I think the original Friday the 13th, they kill a snake on set. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's a snake and they like literally just chop it with a... F- Wasn't there one, was it like Milo and Otis where it was like the doggy and the cat and I don't know if any died but like something happened i don't know yeah, i might sh- be wrong it wouldn't shock me i love how this is supposed to be an episode to celebrate our dog's gotcha day and instead we're talking about movies that mistreat animals <gasps> yes i was right according to an australian newspaper report more than 20 kittens were killed during the production of milo and otis 
Doesn't that make you want to throw up? Yeah. Like, Jesus. I've never even seen that movie. I haven't either, but like I know of its existence. Uh. Yeah, it says, The no animals were harmed in the making of this film was not provided because you can tell there were several moments of slight animal hurt going on, such as a crab pinching Milo, which I don't know if that was the cat or the dog, while he was smacking at it, fish getting caught and chewed on, and an owl snatching up a mouse. It's time to stop! It's time to stop, okay? No more. Where the fuck are your parents? Okay, let's move on to happier things, please. Okay, where were we? Um, the journey started? Is that where we're at? Uh, yes, we're at the beginning of the incredible journey. This is taking a turn. I'm so sorry, Leia. This is supposed to be your commemorative episode for your gotcha day. And instead, we're talking about horrible ways that your brothers and sisters were treated on movie sets. It nope. doesn't seem right. Well, we'll never treat you that way, Leia. That's no, the... never. I would never. If anyone even looked at my dog sideways, I would, like, kill them. No one would look at Leia sideways. She's too sweet. Well, yes, but she she is a uh, part pit bull, so people have you know negative connotations. That's true about pit bulls. But every time I bring her to get her groomed, they're like, "Oh my god, Leia was such a good girl." That's true. Oh she god. is very sweet, and she loves animals. Like she loves other doggies. She loves everything and everyone. True story. Like when we first got her, like obviously we fell in love with her immediately. But like, I was a little concerned about the fact that she was part pit bull. Like, she's a mix, but there's definitely Pitbull in her. And it wasn't, like, because I was afraid of how she would be, but I was afraid how other people would perceive her. I was worried that if she, for whatever reason, didn't get along with other dogs, like, it would be an issue. But then once we brought her home, her personality kind of came out, and, like, it was so obvious that, like, she was the Uh sweetest, most friendly dog ever. Well, I, I knew from the moment when we went to go pick her up, we were playing with her in a little yard at the rescue center, and she walked away from me and Frankie, and then she stopped, looked back, and goes, are you guys coming? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I thought we were playing. Like, what are you doing? And also, fun fact, when we were in the car driving home with her, my mom was with us. She had gotten Leia as a gift for Scott and me, and we were trying to figure out her name. My first suggestion was Tilly, because she just looked like a Tilly to me. But my mom suggested, why don't you name her something like movie related because you guys have shoot the flick and like you're you guys love movies so much so scott came right out with leia and i was like perfect because i think at the time we were doing star wars too yeah (laughs) so it worked out pretty good uh and i just actually got her for her gotcha day i got her a new collar and it's like all disney princesses on it and then i got her a new tag with a cartoon figure of leia from star wars on it and it says Rebel Princess. But um, back to the movie. Yes. So our trio supreme heads into the mountains, mountains, mountains. And they think they're going to be able to see their house from the top of the mountain because they have no fucking concept of Distance. geography. <laughs> they get to the top of the mountain and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're not anywhere near where home is. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but we're going to go. Yeah, Shadow is not deterred at all. He's like, I'm going to go and find Peter. We're going to go west because that's the way we got to go. Sure. Whatever you say, Shadow. So they start walking. Yes, they continue their journey into the wilderness. 
they end up staying out there all night getting spooked by different noises and the uh, things that go bump in the night you know yeah we got a couple of moments where sassy's like oh i'll just stay here and wait for the bus and like well, I think you wait for the bus. Ma'am, and ma'am, you're in the mountains. Like, an animal much bigger than you is going to eat you. And then Chance is like, and then a couple times Chance is like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this. Let's just go back. After they spend the night in the wilderness, the first night, they're all pretty exhausted already from their trials and tribulations. But, the, of course, it's a kid's movie, so Chance has to come out with a line. I'm too poop to poop <laughs> get it because kids think poop is funny yeah poop's probably funny from the ages of like four to like eight i feel like you still laugh at a poop joke now and again well it depends on the poop joke you can't just there's shit everywhere <laughs> damn it fucking <laughs> bob saget if you know what that fucking joke is from i will I was going to say commend you, but I really wouldn't because that, that's a shitty movie. I no pun intended. I don't know where it's from. But Dumb and Dumberer. Okay. I've only seen the first one. Oh my God. You Thank God for you. You saved yourself from a... Ter- that's like the only genuinely funny thing about that movie. And it, everything else sucks. Isn't there four of them? What? Dumb and Dumber. There's Dumb and Dumber. There's Dumb and then Dumber. Then there's Dumb and Dumberer. And then there's the one that and they're then not there's in. The, huh? The one they're not in, right? No, that's Dumb and Dumberer. Oh, that is Dumb and Dumberer. Uh-huh. And then there's the the one that they most recently did. Okay, so there's three. Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey when they're like way too old to be fucking doing Dumb and Dumber. I mean, my God, Jeff Daniels had just finished doing the fucking newsroom, which is like one of the best shows ever. And then he goes and does, I don't understand. Anyway. Paycheck. Yeah, but I mean, does he need one really that bad? He doesn't. He's Jeff fucking Daniels and Jim Carrey certainly doesn't need it. You never know. You, you don't know. They could have both had gambling problems. Who knows? Why? Why, why is that what you go to? I don't know. Good God. Anyway. Or tax problems like Nick Cage. Please stop. You're putting things out there in the universe. We're going to get sued. I, I, no. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. On all of this. Allegedly. <laughs> what is that when you don't want to get sued? Allegedly. So the next morning... Our trio supreme, they go running off to the river to catch some fish for breakfast. And Chance is having a difficult time. He can't do it. Oh my god, can we just talk about how many times Chance, and by Chance I mean the dog himself, hits just random objects in this movie? (laughs) And they clearly, like, it doesn't look like it's staged. Like, it looks like, for example, in this scene, they're running to the river, and... The bulldog just, like, runs into a fucking tree. <laughs> There's one point they're running in the field. They're like, oh, my God, it's so funny because they're running. Chance just suddenly, like, his legs, like, don't. Oh, yeah, he, like, <laughs> falls. And then clearly Michael J. Fox was told, like, oh, he falls into a hole here. So just mention something like that. And <laughs> Michael J. Fox was like, oh, go for a hole. <laughs> like, okay, this is so stupid. Like, you couldn't just do another take? Like, okay. And then there was the other one I didn't even mention, but when they go to the ranch and the dogs are getting out of the car, little Jamie, the littlest boy, he's getting out of the car and then Chance, the bulldog, fucking tackles him as he's getting out of the car and slams the little boy, who's a real life little boy, into a car door. And I'm just like, ow, like... Well, Chance, like Leia, 
looks like Chance is really actually too strong and doesn't realize how yeah, strong he is. Yeah, doesn't realize his strength. Because Leia does the same thing where Leia will like hop onto my chest and like knock me back yeah, because yeah. I'm like, you don't realize you're 35 pounds of pure goddamn muscle. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny because like it's clearly not like a stage thing. It just looks like a mistake. The poor dog like just tripped or something, and they're like, ah, just keep it. <laughs> but um, at the river, they run into these two little bear cubs, and it seems harmless enough at first. But then, of course, Mama Bear comes out of the woodwork, chases off our fine furry friends. And then they go to another river, but they have to like cross it in order to move on on their incredible journey. But Sassy, being the sassy bitch that she is, is like, I'm not going to swim in no fucking water. I'm a cat. I don't like to get wet. I'm going to find a bridge. And poor, poor Shadow is like, oh, Sassy, you just stay there and I'll come back and I'll swim with you. Everything will be just fine. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to go find another way across. And of course she does. But then... <laughs> then she jumps... And the branch breaks, and she goes flying into the water. She's going down the river really fast. Shadow tries to jump in and catch her. Can't catch her, and she goes flying off a waterfall. (laughs) Tumbling down to her supposed death, which... I mean, I can't remember how I reacted to this as a kid. I would assume that, like, I didn't think she was really dead, because, like, why would you just kill a cat? In your kids' movie? I think even as a child, I had enough wherewithal to know that. I do wonder if, like, any kids really thought that Sassy was dead at this point. But even still, like, damn, movie? Calm the fuck down. I mean, listen, this is an incredible journey, Scott. Things are gonna happen, okay? You tossed the cat over a waterfall. I mean, I'm sure they didn't actually toss a cat. Over a waterfall. Like, you know, I, I'm sure they didn't actually dogs purpose this thing. I'm sure they just threw like a fucking puppet in the water or something. Fucking Are you doll. saying they threw Kermit? Oh my god. It's like that meme. Where Kermit is like falling off the building. Oh my god. Oh jeez. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh okay. My god. Okay. Okay, I swear to god, we're not drunk. We're not we're really not. Like, we probably should have been for this because, like we've been saying, this fucking story is very simple. It, you know, it's not really anything uh, too complex. It, you know, fucking Inception, this is not. So, like, we're just having fun with this going on 50 fucking tangents. But it's fine. Who cares? This is our fucking show. Yeah. We do what we want. Exactly. And Leia doesn't mind the cat flying over a waterfall. I don't think she's ever seen a cat. Has she seen cats? She- Not the movie. We we don't want her to see the movie. <laughs> no. I mean, like an actual meow meow cat. I don't think so, right? She's seen she's seen squirrels, rabbits, other dogs. Right. I don't think she's even interacted she with a cat. I, she, I don't think she's. Yeah, I think she's seen a cat. But I don't think she's interacted with a kitty. No, I don't think so. I walk her around our neighborhood, and there's a house that has a big ass husky, like big. And the husky's barking at Leia, and Leia just stops, sits down. And just stares at the husky. And then the husky, like, stops barking, sits down, and stares at Leia. They're having, like, a staring contest, and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) It was very funny. There's a lot of dogs in our neighborhood. There were uh, two dogs barking at her from the window, and they're literally losing their minds. And Leia sees them barking at her, 
literally squats down on their lawn, pees, and then continues walking. <laughs> She's like, bitch, I win. She's sassy, just like her mom. She's sassy, just like sassy. sassy. <laughs> so after sassy's quote unquote death, Shadow is feeling particularly guilty because, you know, he's like the patriarch of this trio here. He's like, I had a responsibility to Sassy to protect her. And now she's over the barrel in the waterfall. And it's all my fault. (laughs) Actually, he ends up bonding with Chance a little bit in this moment. Because Chance also feels terrible. And even though he's been like bickering with Sassy this whole movie up to this point, he feels kind of bad, you know, because, you know, death is not a nice thing to experience. You can't help but feel a little bad. No, and they're they're like brother-sister fighting bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I did like this particular scene when Chance and Shadow are kind of talking because whatever basic elements of development are going on with Chance, a lot of it happens here. Or at least it starts to really shift here because he is talking to Shadow and Shadow is telling him like, you don't know what it means to be a dog. Being a dog means being man's best friend and just like the ancient dogs, the beginning of time and... And uh, Chance has like a little narration here and he's like, oh, he looked so ancient in that moment. So wise. And I just want to be just like Shadow. And it's like, it's very, it's, it's schmaltzy as all fuck. But I mean, it's like a Disney kids movie. So what do you expect? But at the same time, it's very cute. And these dogs are fucking gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, they're both very cute dogs. So like, I'm not mad at it. No, I, I, I can imagine Chance drools. Um, yeah, well, he's a bulldog. Yeah. But the next scene after that, of course, you know, we, we don't want to leave the kids hanging for too long thinking that the cat is actually oh, yeah, dead. That's right. So we clearly show a local bird watcher in the area named Quentin and he finds Sassy passed out on the side of the river <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to nurse you back to health, little kitty. Meanwhile, Kate. Our, our little ranch hand lady who's a fucking incompetent idiot. She comes back to the ranch and sees that all the pets are gone. And she calls the park service for help. Like, um, I have these three domesticated animals and they are loose in the wilderness. What do I do? And the park service is like, well, you're fucked. Sorry. They're probably dead. <laughs> They're probably dead. So, you know, you're shit out of luck. You know, the, so we, sad. We have bears. We have mountain lions. We have lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! Your dogs and your cat are dead as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids obviously find out about this, and they are devastated and so upset. They end up blaming the stepdad because they're like, "You fucking brought us here, and you made us leave our animals, and now they're fucking lost in the woods and probably dead." Like, fuck you. And they're lost in the woods. Now I turn around and find I am lost in the woods. North is south, right is left. When you're gone. Yes, dear. <laughs> we get a little thing with the stepdad here. I do enjoy the fact that he doesn't fall in the category so many other step parents in kids' movies fall under. Which is, I'm your stepdad or stepmom, whatever, and I'm just a raging asshole slash cunt bag. Oh, I thought you were going... (laughs) For some reason, I thought you were going to say raging alcoholic. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Like, my first thought is, I don't think they were married, but... You remember the parent trap? Yes. 
the fucking blonde lady that Dennis Quaid was dating. Oh, the gold digger. In Paris. Yeah. Like, that's my first, the first thing that comes to my mind. But, like, you know, that's a thing. That's, like, kind of a running trope. Yeah. Especially in kids' movies. Yeah, where the parents are supposed to be together, but they're both dating assholes. Right. But luckily, the stepdad in this movie, Bob, he does not fall under that umbrella. They actually show him, like, they give him a whole sequence where... He is printing out lost posters, offering a reward, all this shit. And he's getting like demands from people at his job left and right. But he's like, oh, I got to print these posters because I got to find my kids dogs. And it's like, oh, that's sweet. Well, yeah. But we have to leave that plot to go to the mountain lion. So Chance and Shadow all by themselves hungry and they're trying to fish. But we have to interject a little peril for them. Yeah, they haven't been through enough shit already. No, so we introduce a mountain lion who wants to eat them. Chance is freaking out. And then earlier in the movie, there was a whole big part where Chance accidentally shoots Sassy up into the air. Just leave it at that. Actually, shoots. <laughs> Just leave it at that sentence there. <laughs> no, in, in the beginning of the movie, during all the hijinks at the wedding, you know, there's a point where Sassy is chilling on the seesaw with Hope and Chance being the last hole that he is decides to launch Sassy into the air on the seesaw <laughs> and she goes flying and falls into the sandbox and it's just so funny all the hijinks going on. <laughs> but they decide to do this with a rock seesaw that they, they luckily find. Yeah, it's very convenient in the in the woods and the mountains to find a, a rock seesaw yeah, and, formation. Oh, uh, yes, and Shadow tricks the puma onto the rock seesaw. Chance jumps down after being distracted by a butterfly and launches the puma into the air, who then comes crashing to its death. Oh, no, no, it didn't die. It just landed no, it in the water. it just fell in the water and calmly swam away <laughs> because it was a kid's movie and we can't have any animals ravaged and savaged by a wild animal <laughs> what i found weird about this part i mean there's a lot of weird stuff but chance at one point calls the mountain lion arnold schwartz a kitty oh god yes which is just a hilarious pun that i just could not get enough of it was just so funny my sides were literally splitting i just couldn't handle it well, i'm being sarcastic if you didn't notice there's another moment where chance says something and he's like i don't know what that is i'm like you know well, he who says the word genius that's what i was getting to shadow says the word genius and fucking chance is like what does that mean What's a genius? And I'm like, so you know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, but you don't know what the word genius means. Like, it's not consistent fucking lore here with these dogs and the knowledge they possess. I call bullshit on this talking dog movie. God damn it, Homeward Bound. Colon the Incredible Journey. But when Chance and Shadow defeat the mountain lion... Sassy just happens to overhear them barking in glee and delight. And another weird thing that happens is after this grown-ass, sweet-ass, bird-watching man who lives in the mountains, you spend all this time and effort and energy nursing this little kitty cat back to health, and she is clearly not a wild animal. She's a fucking Himalayan house cat. And then she just runs back off into the fucking woods, into the mountains or whatever, into the wild, wild west, and you just let her go. 
like, um, excuse me, but like that that domestic ass cat is probably gonna die, and yeah. you just picked her up off the side of a river, half drowned, and you're just gonna let her go? He's just like, oh, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, not only that, doesn't this cat have a collar? Like, why wouldn't this cat have a collar? Yeah, I feel like none of them have collars. That's also. Bizarre. Not that like the mountain lion would like take the time to read the damn, <laughs> take the time to read the dog's collar. And be like, you don't belong here, little puppy. But like, he could have read Sassy's collar. And be like, oh, this cat belongs. You belong to- here. Like, yeah, it's it, the whole thing is very weird. But if they had collars, dear, then yes, you're exactly right. Mr. Quentin Tarantino, mountain man, would have read the fucking tag on her and returned her to her homestead. And then half the the movie would be over. But we have to continue on our incredible journey because it's not about the logistics, Scott. It's not about the destination. It's about the fucking journey. Okay. Oh god, we should be drunk. We really should be. I don't know what the hell is happening to us. So the, our trio supreme is reunited, reunited, and it feels so good. So they find a little girl in the woods. Oh yes, her name is Molly, and she's a little girl, and she's lost in the woods, and she's crying. And this also opens a whole other host of questions. Why is this child in the woods alone? What the fuck? While we were watching the movie. Because <laughs> they sit and they help the, the park rangers find this little girl. Well, they, they stay with her overnight. And yes, and Shadow does hear people calling. So Shadow gets the people to come find the little girl. Shadow is such a good dog. He just sits there. Because at first the little girl's scared. But he just sits there and he's like, it's okay. I just want to be here to make you feel better. Oh, Shadow. That's a good dog. And we, I kept making jokes because... The father comes, he's like, oh, Molly, and they pick up the kid, and I kept going, Daddy, why did you leave me? <laughs> Daddy, why'd you throw me over the waterfall? <laughs> we were trying to get rid of you, sweetie. <laughs> why'd you have to come back? Why'd you have to find the damn dog? But yeah, it just opens up a whole host of questions, because it's not like she was just, like, on the outskirts of the fucking woods. She was deep, deep in the bowels of the mountains. Like, why was she there? And then, like, there's the search party, you know, park services, and the parents are crying and shit, but it's like, how did we get to this point? Yeah, like, we missed so- somewhere along the line. We missed part I just, of the story. I want, I want to know. I want to know the backstory of little Molly and her shit parents. That's what I want to know. The next week that they leave Molly in the mall, and they were called back by the mall cops. I, like, we just keep trying to ditch her everywhere we go. She just won't <laughs> stay away. She's like a bad penny. <laughs> oh, God. But penny. We should have named her Penny. The park rangers come with the parents for Molly, and then one of the park rangers goes, oh my god, you won't believe it, who these are? And the other guy goes, who? They're the dogs from the poster! Now, Scott just did a very over-the-top voice to show the acting of the... The quality. The, the, the rangers, and you would think that he did that just as like an over-exaggeration just to show like the difference of the character and make it very clear that these are different people speaking and da 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 no that's how they talked (laughs) we don't we don't come to disney children's movies for like oscar fucking nominated acting chops okay that's not what we come here for that's not what we're expecting our standards are very low Okay, (laughs) 
people. They like the acting skills of the fucking park rangers. If I can find this random ass clip, I will put it here. I know you guys. Mark, get over here. Look at this. Mark, these are the animals that were on the flyer we got. I can't believe it. <laughs> these are them. Something tells me if I f actually get a clip, it's not going to do it any justice to like just watching it and like really just trying to understand where they fucking woke up that morning. Did oh. they wake up in the mountain? Like, did they fucking train to be park rangers by sleeping in a mountain? Or were they actual park rangers who couldn't act? But that's so stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? They don't, we don't need no fucking realism in our talking dog movie. We don't need that shit. Get people to connect. <laughs> I realize it's a very small role. It's like five minutes long, These these both of these roles. And the thing too is it's not an abnormal thing for like a side actor to be shitty and like okay like that was a really shitty line read there sir or madam and like we just move the fuck on but it's like the both of them are terrible the both of the park rangers in the scene are just awful so it's like you can't escape it and it's like double the time that you're focusing on it because there's two of them and they're both so awful it's like you gotta just try to figure out who's more awful Okay, so they call the family saying they found the dogs. They bring the dogs to the pound. Well, it's a it's a fucking shelter. It's, it's a dog a sh shelter. It's a shelter. But, but Chance thinks it's the pound. And Chance starts he, he has PTSD, it. obviously, from being in a pound as a puppy. And they take him to the back room. They lock Shadow in a cage. And it is up to Sassy to save the day. Sassy, who had run off into the woods... Because all the people with this dog shelter, animal shelter, they're, they're all incompetent as fuck. And I guess they have to be for this whole plan to work. But Sassy ends up running off into the woods and then sneaking back into the facility and breaking out Shadow and Chance. And they end up running off together. But the funniest thing about it is when Sassy comes back in to sneak in and break them out, immediately the Mission Impossible theme starts playing. <laughs> my favorite line of the one of my favorite lines of the entire movie is in this point where they finally get out and the two animal shelter people are looking as they're running into the woods and go it's like they had the whole thing planned well maybe you should have had something planned sir maybe you know you should act like you didn't just you start never, working at an animal shelter five minutes ago you've never had an animal like try to break out like or like, try to break free from your grasp like, like come hello. on man Hello. Uh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. But this leads to a near miss as Shadow Chance and Sassy run into the woods. It turns out the family had been called and were coming into the animal shelter. Wah, wah, wah. But they are alive, and that's all that matters. Yes, on this incredible journey, it's not over yet. Bah, 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 bah. So the trio ends up making it back to their hometown. And uh, while they are crossing a train yard, Shadow ends up falling into this muddy, gross pit. We need our leader, Shadow, to fall into a pit and be terribly injured. So he is at his lowest point 
and he says to Chance and Sassy, leave me here, leave me here to die. I'm too old. I can't get out of this pit of despair. But Chance actually pretty much completes his evolution, his arc. He ends up going down into the pit to try and grab Shadow and pull him out. And he's like, I love you, Shadow. You're my best friend. And I was like, oh, he's learned how to love. And he realizes that he does need people and animals and a family. But it's very cute. We can't see them get out of the hole. We have to cut to the family. Oh, yes. Chance and Sassy ended up making it home. And Peter is like, but where's Shadow? Oh, well, Shadow was an old dog. I guess he couldn't make it. He couldn't hang. Oh. But then, limping over the horizon. Shadow! <laughs> and then he sees he sees Peter, and then he starts going faster, and he's like, Peter! <laughs> Peter, I'm here! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ruining this very wholesome moment. This is like the most wholesome fucking sweet moment of the movie. Got me a little misty, actually, and I'm like ruining it. What, are you gonna cry now? Come on, cry, baby. Cry for me. Come on. Cry. <laughs> Deep in the recesses of my brain, a tiny red-hot little flame began to grow. Shadow runs into Peter's arms, and they have a beautiful little reunion, and it's very sweet, and I loved it. And we get some ending narration with Chance saying how he feels that he is truly at home now with his family. Everybody's happy. The end. <laughs> And then they all moved to San Francisco. And we do it all again, apparently, in a sequel. But that was Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Journey. Scott, what did you think? It's cute. It's a cute little family kind of movie. I clearly see why I don't remember it very well, because it's not like it's not an overly like memorable movie. That's fair. I mean, I like it a lot. I think I liked it a lot as a kid because of the cute puppies. But yeah, no, it's it's a very standard, sweet kids movie. What did you give it rating wise? I gave it a three out of five. I did as well. I think better to be enjoyed with chitlins. The kitties would probably love it a whole bunch. The puppies would probably love it a whole bunch if you watched it with your pooch or kitty cat. Well, cats don't care. Cats don't cats give a shit. Cats generally sh- don't give a fuck, but uh, poochies care more. Yeah, poochies care about poochies. So I, I hope that you guys enjoyed our slightly more schmaltzy episode of Shoot the Flick. It was a little more all over the place as well, but I think I think we still had a fun time. Yeah, again, it's homework bound. It's a story about three dogs. Well, two dogs and a cat. Okay. We can't forget Sassy the cat. It's about two dogs and a cat walking home. Well, that's a very overly simplistic way of looking at it, Scott. Okay. <laughs> they went on an incredible journey. Homeward bound. <laughs> Colon. The incredible journey. So, yeah. Happy gotcha day to Leia. It's been one year since we got her and I... And many more. And I, I'm, I know it will be many, many, much more happy, happy years with her. And I'm very excited about that because I love my little fur baby. Yes. So um, next week, we will be having another kind of special episode of Shoot the Flick because we will have a very special guest with us. Indeed. And we will be reviewing a very iconic 80s film that I feel like a lot of people are going to be surprised that I've never seen. 
but um you know don't judge me too harshly okay because i just spent the last hour talking about how much i love my dog and isn't that cute don't you guys just love me so much and you don't want to judge me for not seeing a really iconic obvious movie that i probably should have seen long ago uh, and it's the perfect time of year for this next movie so oh, get okay. ready cool but until then this has been shoot the flick an official paradoja podcast i'm frankie Spaw and i'm scott eisenberg make sure you check us out on instagram and twitter at shoot the flick and check out our weekly episodes every single wednesday on itunes spotify google podcast and iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast and make sure you come back next week for our kick-ass super duper movie adventure homeward bound colon, colon. The Incredible, incredible Journey. journey. <laughs>